Welcome to the media center today. We've got uh, three drivers, two of them from the Aeroschmidt Peterson Motorsports Group, Marcus Erickson and James Hinchcliffe, and from Meyer Shank Racing, Jack Harvey. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. We'll start with uh, the veteran in the group, James Hinchcliffe, off a really strong run at Texas, but didn't yeah. end, end quite, quite the way you wanted. What kind of excitement do you have for being here at Road America? Oh, very excited. I mean, you know, when they announced a few years ago that this track was coming back on the calendar, I think everybody was thrilled to hear it. It's uh, a favorite among the drivers, certainly, and uh, and among teams, among fans. It's such a great event. Uh, it was the first place I got to get back into an IndyCar uh, after my accident in 2015, so some special memories there as well. And for us, yeah, I mean, on the uh, Aerosmith-Peterson side and in the five car, you know, we've had uh, good runs the last the last two weeks, just not the results to, uh, to show for it. You know, running for the win in Detroit, uh, battling up there with the, the front runners, you know, top three in, in Texas, and unfortunately just don't have the finishes yet. So uh, the, the speed's there, though. That's the hard part. And if we can just keep executing like that and, and keep uh, putting fast race cars on the racetrack, I I think we can we can be up front and no reason we can't do that here this weekend marcus and jack have not raced here can you offer any uh, advice for such a long track with so many places to get it wrong uh have fun hang on you know this this place is great i mean like i said i think if you ask the drivers this would probably be uh one of the one of the favorites for sure across a lot of the guys in the in the series and i'm excited for these two to get to try it for the first time um i was trying to com i was trying to compare it to something that they know so i'm like it's sort of like a midwestern spa right it's like spa but like in the 50s so that's that's kind of what uh, that's kind of the feel that that I've given them so far. But no, they they've both been doing awesome all year. They're going to be uh, up to speed here in no time. And like I said, just look forward to a good result across all three cars. Marcus, you've had a couple strong runs uh, back to back at Texas. Uh, ran really well, uh, seventh place finish, completed all the laps at Detroit, podium finish. You got to be pretty excited about how the season is shaping up, at least coming into form. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, you know, already from the start of the year, we were showing quite a lot of pace and on every event, but yeah, didn't get the results out of it. So it's been nice that, like I say, both Detroit and, and now last time out in Texas, we got uh, two good races, two good results, and, and that's certainly is building the momentum. And, you know, it's it's good for the whole team uh, to, to get that. And we, we're looking to, to build on that this weekend. I think it's a track that um, looks amazing, uh, should suit... Uh, us and, and myself as well, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to build on that sort of late uh, form that we're having. How do you approach a new racetrack when you've not you've not actually been on on surface other than uh, track walk? Yeah, I get a lot of practice of that this year because like every track I go to is new. So um, now we we have uh, obviously videos and, and stuff like that that I'm watching a lot to prepare myself, and uh, and then we have the driver coach in, in Bob who is helping me a lot as well with. Uh, advice and and obviously james uh with his experience i can ask him a lot of questions and he's always very helpful there so i just try and use all the tools i have available to be as prepared as possible uh, but still you know it's a uh, it's a bit of a challenge every track i come to like i said it's, it's new so it's it certainly takes a bit of time but um yeah uh, that's how it is jack you've i would think at mid-season here you've raced uh, six of the of the stop so far, you have to be pretty happy with the way the team has at least shown shown everyone that you're you're really making progress. Uh, absolutely, I think the start of the season really has gone about as well as we could have hoped for. I think we're on target for the targets that we set at the start of the year. 
And obviously, Indy GP was the highlight for us, finishing third and getting our, our first podium for everybody at Maya Shank Racing. And honestly, at that point, it was uh, the first podium for Aaron Schmidt-Peterson as well. So I think from our side, it was the steady momentum that we've been building kind of just came into fruition that weekend, uh, which, I mean, I don't know what the expectations are really for this weekend, probably the same as uh, same as what they always have been, trying and qualify in a top 12 and try and finish in a top 10. Um, this what's hard about going last in the interviews is these two always they say so many good things that uh, you know it's kind of hard to add to it I think we're all really excited about being in Road America it's been hasn't been fun watching you know the sidelines in Detroit and Texas but it has been fun you know seeing the pace of the of the cars and how how good that uh, the guys have been doing and you know I know James's result is is just literally just about to happen uh, Marcus obviously been in some great momentum so I think across the whole team it feels like there really is something positive that's brewing and hopefully we just carry that on this weekend you've been here but you haven't raced here is midwestern spa does that fit actually that's what i told my dad when we left the track yesterday yes. i was like it feels like spa a few years ago uh, even just in like you know the the terrain and the setting and you know how this place is the elevation change uh you know the long straights with some slow corners it's uh i love spa and I'm sure we're going to absolutely love this place as well. Okay. Take questions. I'll, I'll repeat the questions for the transcript. All right, so we have the mic now. A question to you, Marcus. Uh, James and Jack mentioned that it's uh, Road America, maybe Spa, a couple of years ago. So in Spa, one of the most characteristic points is the Eau Rouge turn. Is there something similar here which is very challenging? I think. The Rouge is obviously a very unique corner in itself, so I don't think there is anything like that here. But I think you know this track has its own really challenging corners, and obviously the one that stands out is the Carousel, being a very unique corner, and that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to tackle that and, and see how that feels. Um, but then yeah, I think that the other thing that's uh, sort of similar to Spa is obviously the, the elevation changes around the track and, and being a long long lap as well. So. There's for sure uh, quite a lot of things that sort of reminds the two of each other. Chris? Many road courses nowadays have a lot of asphalt and tarmac runoffs. How critical is it to be penalized for making mistakes with all this grass runoff that we have over here when that one small error and it's a lot of lap time that you lost? I personally love these old school tracks. You know, I've always said in Formula One, my, my favorite track was uh, Suzuka, which is one of the sort of most old school type tracks that's left on the calendar there and I think that uh, you know we, we never want to be in, in the wall or you know uh, do damage to the cars but we also want to have tracks that's difficult for us drivers and do penalize us when we do mistakes and I think that's one of the problems with all the modern tracks today that you the way they build them is that uh, you know you can run pretty much anywhere on and off track without anything happening and obviously on this place that's not going to be possible so I personally think that's good. Obviously, we need to always look for safety first, you know, but uh, but also find ways that you, as a driver, you need to be building up to it and not go over the limit and then sort of bring it back. You know, here it's, it's a track, you need to build up to it. Every corner, you need to build up. Where can I break? Can I break a bit later? Can I go a bit faster? Because if you overdo it, you're going to be pretty much in the wall. So I, I like that sort of approach and, and that skill that re it requires. And I think that's something that, uh, um, yeah, it's a bit different to a lot of the modern tracks today. 
Uh, I mean, I kind of it's it's tougher for me because over here we don't really have those tracks. Uh, so that's that's really more a guy that's grown up in Europe sort of question. But I, I kind of echo Marcus's point. You know, from a spectator standpoint, even watching what a lot of the Formula One tracks have become, you, you talk about the new tracks as one thing they build them like that. But it, the really devastating ones are when they take a great old track and ruin it. Like you know, Puan Spa used to be like a real man's man corner, uh, driver's driver corner, and. Uh, and now, and now it's not. Now you fire it in until you go off in the concrete runoff. You drive it right back on track and back it up a little bit. You know, it that used to be a, a day-ending, you know, uh, adventure. So I, I echo his statement. I think it's great that that IndyCar's got tracks that you know rewards bravery, but also penalizes mistakes. Did so. <laughs> Do I smell maple syrup? Is there maple somewhere in here? Donuts. God, it smells good. I know. I can smell my countrymen. I guess uh, just to kind of <coughs> the theme with, with talking to Marcus here, uh, did you get a chance to do any sim work before coming here? And I mean, what were the impressions from just the sim? Yeah, I did uh, did day in the sim, uh, and uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed the track. It's uh, it's a track that uh, again, you know, it's it's a challenging one with a long lap, uh, a lot of difficult and, and sort of different corners. So. Um, so yeah, it requires a lot from the car, but also from you as a driver. So yeah, I, I had a good day in the sim. Uh, obviously, did the track walk and everything yesterday, and, and it's always a bit different in real life compared to simland. But, um, but yeah, I feel prepared, uh, done all the homework, so I'm ready to sort of kick it off. But uh, it definitely looks like one of the better ones on the calendar for sure. And then I guess the follow-up would be you know, get half the season done already another half to go but you've gotten a half a season to get kind of comfortable with the car learn the indie car go to some places you're uncomfortable with and come back to your bread and butter here what are the are the goals reset do, you know i mean what are the goals for the last half of the season for you yeah they're getting bigger and bigger for sure uh, it's, it's been a lot to to learn this year for me and you know being a new new series new cars new tracks everything and it's been taking a bit bit of time to get used to everything and get get into everything but now starting to feel more comfortable and uh, for sure we want to race our game you know and, and obviously the last couple of races we've been running up front and uh, we want to keep doing that keep uh, qualifying well in the top 10 and, and fight in the top five top three in the races James this is also a place where the campers are part of the part of the story and I assume you've you've spent some time in the in the field so to speak give us a sense for that how enjoyable that is yeah i mean you know here in mid ohio are kind of the two races that have that big camping culture and and i think it draws out a certain kind of fan it's a passionate fan it's a knowledgeable fan and um you know we we love we love places like this and, and races like this and most nights after i get released from engineering i'll hop on my pit bike and kind of go cruise around some of the campgrounds and just check it all out and this this kind of reminds me of of how i grew up racing you know at most sport back home uh, this is the same sort of atmosphere back there, and so following Dad to the vintage races and things like that. Uh, this is this is what I remember. So I I love that culture. I love that people come here and make a weekend out of it. You know, it's it really is a family atmosphere. You see kids, you know, playing games out in their outside their tents or their motorhomes, whatever, and then glued to the fence during the sessions. And that was me as a kid. So this place really resonates a lot with me in that way. Question in the back from Mary. Yes, gentlemen. Um, this may seem like an obvious question, but how important is qualifying? position on the grid and will this be a fuel saving race because you wouldn't want to run out with a four mile course we don't want to run out with a seven eight mile course either running out's bad anywhere um but no yeah i mean, I mean qualifying is always important you know the the indycar series is so competitive um you know passing's at a premium anywhere we go and 
uh, track position is, is usually king. Obviously, long straights, big brake zones, this place probably affords more opportunity for some, you know, good wheel to wheel racing than anywhere else. Um, you know, I think Scott proved that in, what was it, 17, when, uh, you know, he drove around four Penske's one by one. And uh, so, it, so it is possible, certainly, to, uh, to come. It's not the most, um, you know, track position dependent race. But um, the distance does kind of leave little room for interpretation on, on pit strategy and, and stops. The windows are about one lap long. So uh, that doesn't make that element of it very exciting. So you, you can't dig yourself out of a hole too easily if you get in one. So it's definitely always better to start up front. Any further questions? Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Good guys. Luck to you.